Hey guys, it's Keith. And this is Jesse. And this is New Player Has Joined. A podcast about the video games that people love and why they love them. This, and, ooh, we got a fun this one. This game today, ooh. It's got a weird this, one. This is a weird one, but a cool one the game everybody knows. Everybody knows and everybody's kind of like, how, how did this, did this happen? happen? The game we're talking about today is Katamari Demars. Demar- 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 Demarki? Katamari Demasi. Demas- Demasi. Katamari Demasi is the game we were talking about today with our good friend Oscar, Oscar Montoya, Montoya, who is a hilarious, hilarious. comedian. He's so fucking fun. Um, guys, this is uh, this is an episode from way back when. I think we recorded this when maybe the second episode we ever did. Guys, this is basically before we even knew new players joined was even going to be a podcast. This yeah. is like us sitting down, talking with our friend, him being like, what is this? And we're like, we we're don't, something we don't know. What's this, up, man? This is before, uh, before we signed on with Starburns. This is like, this is the the one of the the earliest things we have. Yeah, uh, the format's a little bit different, but there's a lot of the the same fun stuff you like. We thought it'd be fun to kind of go back and edit this down. So, uh, I mean, and Katamari Damacy is a fucking Katamari crazy awesome, game, yeah. and Oscar has a very emotional attachment to this game. And he you'll has find out. such a cool viewpoint on this game too. He's it's got fantastic. a lot of cool life experiences that lend himself that lend themselves to him having a a, a cool experience with this game. It's great. It's great. It's hilarious. Listen the game's it. crazy. We talk- you can roll up cats. It's awesome. So. Listen to us talk about Katamari Degrassi with uh, <laughs> with Drake. It's fantastic. Guys, this new player is joined. Alright, let's let's talk about what game are you playing? I'm, well, I don't want to talk about the game that I'm playing. What? Why? Just talk about it. Because I'm playing. Here's so interesting. <laughs> Jesse is playing the show. Uh, it is a baseball 2016, game. 2016 MLB, MLB, the MLB The Show. Jesse doesn't play sports games. No. He doesn't like them. Because they're monotonous. But the other part of it is that I also have no, uh, I don't know, self-control, creativity. I, I'm a bad adult. So I'm playing this game that I don't like, and I'm playing it for hours. And the whole time I'm like, this game sucks. I'm not doing anything. I'm not getting anywhere. So what what about is that you like about it? Is it because it's baseball? Is it because like you can because shut your I, brain off? It's because I get to be Superman. Okay. And I was thinking about this, like, if, because, I mean, I just, re- I'm in my uh, my second full season as a starter for the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, a team that I don't like, don't care about, like, I'm a Red Sox fan, I don't give a <laughs> shit, but they sign me, so I'm just like, I guess this is how the game works. I'm halfway through the second season, I have 72 home runs in the first half of a baseball season, which I believe is the is Barry Bonds' single season record, and I'm there as a second year starter. So, like, it's insane, the stats that my guy puts up. And if my guy was a normal athlete, if he had, like, 24 home runs... And made the all-star game, which he could have, I would be like, I'm bored. This is too much like life. So what is it about baseball or sports games, I'm sorry, that you don't really like? I play games for story a lot. So it has to be have a story. Yeah, and like like I got really upset when I finished my rookie season because I was like, I have the numbers to be rookie of the year ten years in a row if you spread it out. <laughs> but and I got rookie of the year, but I didn't know that. Like, there's no like. It just hey, ended. Man. The game just. <laughs> the game ended. just. The game just like the season's over. Would you like to be in the off season? And I was like, what does that mean? And I clicked yes, and it was like the off season's over. Would you like to start spring training? So the equivalent of that is like if you went to the arcade, and you put all these quarters in, you got to the very end, you killed the boss. It was like congratulations, start over. It didn't even say congratulations. It's like you got to the end, and it went the game is starting, and you're like, no, the game has ended. And they go, yes, it started. Begin. 
Like, it is just, it makes me feel like um, the serial killer Errol Childress from season one of True Detector. And I keep just thinking to myself that time is a flat circle and I must uh, ascend to get out of the loop. You said True Detector, which is a really hilarious show that I want to see, which is just the funniest. True Detector is way funnier than True Detector. (laughs) (laughs) True Detector sounds like uh, the shitty uh, sequel to Minesweeper. (laughs) I think there actually was like a British show or two comedians. uh, It's a dude from The Office who played the Dwight version. Uh, They like were both. um, Are you talking about Sherlock? Oh my God, you're right. Because Martin Freeman is the Jim. Character. That's where they walk around with the metal detectors and like this guy got murdered. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Benedict Cumberbatch is like, we have to solve this crime, and also I just found this old bottle cap on the beach. So the thing about sports games that I really enjoy is that you can shut off. That's the point of these games, yeah. essentially. Like because I like that you never play sports games because I sat down and it was like, you should just try it. Because right. we've been doing this podcast, so it's like you better play a bunch of fucking games. You just know the insight <laughs> essentially into it. Oh, sports um, games. So essentially, I really like sports games from perspective of. You don't have to jump into a story if you just want to play games for like 10 minutes or whatever and you just play and you can turn it off. Essentially, yeah. if you're a casual gamer, sports games really apply to you, something you'd really find interest in. Yeah, like you don't have to follow an interest. Just like this is a thing you know from real life. It's really just a simulator. Like you could you could do like a big rig simulator and it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> That's all it is. It's a thing that, that already exists thing. in the real world, <laughs> and then you just get to do a thing that exists in the real world that you didn't do with your life. That's one of those games, if you bring it up, you're like, like Big Rig Simulator, you'd have 10 people in that room like, it's a great game. I played it. It's a great game. No, I know it sounds stupid, but it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. There's, isn't there like a goat simulator? Oh, absolutely, but that has nothing to do with anything. It's just insanity, essentially. There's like a game where you're bread. I think the game's called I Am Bread, and you're just bread, and you just jump around. That sounds so much more interesting than a sports game to me. Hey everybody, welcome to the <laughs> New Players Join Podcast, podcast where we talk about gaming, all games that we love all the time, every time, all day. We, we don't have an actual description for the show, but Keith makes up a new one every week, is that we do. <laughs> hey, welcome to New Players Join, the, the, the show, show about games and the games and the games and the games, just show, 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 alright. Oh man, we've got... I'm so excited and so afraid about today's episode. <laughs> Why is that? Because we've got one of my favorite people on one of my least favorite games of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce him so that he can start reacting and telling me I'm an idiot. Uh, please welcome to the show the wonderful Oscar Montoya, Oscar. ladies and gentlemen. You're an idiot, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, oh I'm my talking God. about the smash hit. Katamari <laughs> Damacy. What year did it come out? Like 2000, early 2000? 2003? 2002. No, 2003, 2002. I'm what not going I know what year it came out, but that was going to be a trivia question later on. But oh. we're just going to tell you that it's 2004. <laughs> oh, oops. <laughs> September 22nd, 2004, Katamari Damacy burst onto the scene. And as long as we're talking about games that are insane simulators, this is a great simulator for a snowball rolling down a hill. I specifically asked uh, what year because I remember it after 9-11. Because I remember we talked about we are going to do this game. I was like, I remember this after 9-11. That was a game. <laughs> is that That's how you categorize video games? Mostly. That's how I categorize life. Anything after, like, <laughs> yeah. not, anything after 9-11 or close to 9-11, I remember because they were pretty detrimental to my years. <laughs> <laughs> I like talking about 9-11 as though it's like a pastor relationship that puts you in a bad place. <laughs> like, yeah, it was uh, in 2004, so it was post 9-11. Man, <laughs> I was in a bad way for a little way there. <laughs> yeah. Can't talk to her at all. So, uh, Oscar, essentially tell... 
Since this is your favorite game, you like to bring yeah. on people since you, like, since this is your favorite game, how would you describe this game to somebody who would never see this game, never heard of it, never talked about oh, it? Okay, do you want me to go into, like, sort of the synopsis of this game? I, wa- I think what we want right now is, like, if you had an elevator pitch of this game, Okay. If you had like 10 seconds to explain what this game is to a person. Okay. Um so uh okay, listen listen to this. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm in. Okay, uh, uh Namco CEO, uh, li- listen to this. Oh, over oh, um, role playing? Uh, uh yeah, yeah. Okay, well give me a sec. Um okay. so I've just gotten on at like the third floor. I'm going very high up in the building. Great. Oh, yeah, yeah. good. So maybe longer than 10 seconds. Possibly, but Great. I might start pressing buttons if this pitch is bad. I might just try to And it. I'm videotaping and I am very horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keith is Keith is the guy in the maintenance room who's like the the security Right. And no, well, yeah. nobody knows that his belt is constantly undone. <laughs> so I'm in the third floor. Okay, you get in. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, uh, Mr. CEO of uh, Namco. Um, I have an I'm idea sorry? for. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you just call me Mr. CEO of Namco? Y- yes, yes, yes. Uh, do you not, you know, do you how, not like, know my name? Well, it's so secretive. No one, no one knows. No one in the company. Well, that's knows. intentional. Uh, yes, that's right. Um, um, listen, I, I I have an idea for a great game. Um, uh, what, Nine, what, what, what eight, if what if a seven, uh, the, the prince of all six, of the universe could roll five, up Earth things four, and then turn them into stars? Three, Ooh. Two. Well, this is my stop. The eight hundredth floor. You can't leave. <laughs> Do you see this? It's a gun. You have to say yes before you leave. <laughs> it's got dark. So the prince of the universe essentially takes his ball and he can wrap up anything that touches it. See, I think not, we have to go further. Okay, back. it's technically not a ball. It's cut. It's a katamari, and I say that because it is a patent, patented, and it's patented, patented, patented. Pat, it's it's pat, general. There's patent. a patent to it. It's not just a ball. It's a katamari. You are correct. Trademark. You know, trademark it was, patent pending. It was trademarked in 2009, which I think is a really funny thing. That is very it's like funny. an official thing. I'm going to I'm going to go back. This game yes. begins <laughs> with a drunken bender that a character goes on and this character is a huge celestial being right. and on his way home he crashes into heavenly bodies and stars and destroys them right. and decides that his son Prince mm-hmm. will be sent to roll up junk that mm-hmm. is lying around Earth. Right. That will eventually snowball into a big enough sphere that it can be put into the sky to replace these planets and stars. What about that is not awesome? <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest fucking game is ever. It? So is Jesse, it? Jesse just explained that he needs story. And that Jesse, story to you him are him literally off. playing a baseball simulator game. <laughs> and I'm admitting that I hate it. But this is Don't just... we play video games to escape? I yes, agree. Yes. But this makes no sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's got a narrative. The king of the universe, the king of all cosmos, shows up and he drunk crashes into all of the planets and stars, right? Yep. We've done that, sort of. <laughs> we've, we've all, all got a there. few we've, DUIs under we've our all belts. Been there, right? So he sends his son the prince of the cosmos, as a way to bond with him mm-hmm. to roll things up because Earth's got a lot of shit. Doesn't that, that seem be... like the worst alcoholic father to be like, hey, I crashed my car. Fix it so that we can bond. It's like, <laughs> that's hey, bonding. 100%. That is that is just 100%. an alcoholic father who's trying to get away with his horrible life decision. Essentially, is it like a puzzle? Each level's different. You have to get more and more attached to it, essentially. So, yeah. So, there's rules to this Katamari. So, you can't <laughs> roll. <laughs> Good, because I'm fucking sick of Katamaris with no rules. <laughs> so, this a, a Katamari is, essentially translates to like sticky ball. And what it is, it's like it's a ball that you roll that things stick to it, right? Uh, but you can't. 
the only things that stick, it has to be smaller than the actual Katamari in order to stick. So you can't just roll, if you're the size of a, I don't know, let's say that that uh, bottle of water that's very small. Um, and if you try to roll up that glass of alcohol that you have, uh, Keith. Um, fucking gave man, me away. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, Jesus. Wow. You can't do it because that's a giant glass of alcohol. We're talking about an alcoholic father on the show, and you're pointing out his whiskey like I'm not going to make fun of him. Well. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm the only one drinking here, guys. <laughs> so you can only roll up things that are smaller than the catamari that you're using. Right. Does the catamari grow in size so that you can roll up bigger and bigger as the it level does. goes on? It does, yes, right. yes. So you start off the game like rolling thumbtacks and little erasers, and then by the end of the game, you're rolling giant buildings, and you are even you can even roll God if your katamari is big enough. Okay, so here's where the disconnect is for Jesse and I, at least, which is- This isn't, how, first no, of all, no, no, I no. just want to say how insane it is that you are critiquing a game that <laughs> is supposed to be whimsical and fun. No, I like- You're giving, you're like poking holes, logical, I'll be, uh, granted logical holes, <laughs> on a whimsical and fun game. No, seriously, I'll say, Jesse, is fun for me. Jesse does not like the game. I like the game, uh-huh. but the disconnect, at least for me, is I can't keep playing this. Like, I get it. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like Tetris, where I'm like, this I get is it. fun, the same. but like, I get it. Like, it's going to be the same thing after this, and then after, and after, which is and after. A, which is a flaw with many, many games. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is like, you're just going to do the same thing, unless it has a way of distracting you. Like, we all love Final Fantasy in here, and essentially all you're doing is the same thing over yeah. and over and over again. You're grinding, but you've detached yourself. So what is it about the Katamari that detaches you to be like, I really enjoy this? Um, I don't think, you know, that's where you and I disagree with the sort of repetitive <laughs> business of the Katamari. Yes, the mechanics are the same. You are rolling a ball the entire time. But the things that you are rolling are very different. Also, I'll say the <laughs> the, the, the the way that they... I can't believe you kept a straight face when you said that to us. <laughs> The things that you're rolling are the things very that you roll different. up. You start rolling people, and that's when the game changes for for <laughs> me. Because that's fun. They're they're live. You, you roll inanimate things, and then you start rolling up cats. That's the first yep. animate thing you roll, and it's very fun to trap cats in your sticky ball. I mean, I think that's just a thing we can all agree on. A hundred percent. So when we usually like come up with like our favorite games, it's usually we were at a certain time when we were younger. But like, what attached you to this game that other games were out at the certain time? Yeah, let's move past the, the mechanics and talk the... about why this is Oscars. Favorite game. It speaks to me in a way no other video game speaks oh God, to me. I cannot wait to hear this. The lo- it. I mean, I love it because the the logic is bizarre. Yeah. But there is still logic. It's, okay. It, there, the physics apply. You know what I mean? Like, um, the narrative is really interesting to me. I like the relationship between the father and the son. It's a very unhealthy relationship. But, you know... Honestly, I had a very unhealthy relationship with my father, too. Not dissimilar to the prince and the king of the cosmos. Was there you know any I mean? point when you were playing this? Because, I mean, if, if you're relating to this game because of the relationship between the protagonist and his abusive father, <laughs> is there any point you're playing this where you're like, I'm the prince? Yes. Okay. And the prince doesn't speak ever in this no. game, right? So you can, Very much you, like our sort of project silent protagonist. Right onto it. That's why we love Cloud so much. That's, that's why, why we love Chrono, uh, Chrono Cruncher. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right? JRPGs have it locked. I mean, right. I think Japanese games, period, have it on lock. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because we can do whatever we want. But the fact is that, like, the prince is so unbelievably tiny mm-hmm. compared to the king of all cosmos, yes. who's this, like, you know... King of all cosmos. G- giant man, you know? Um... And this prince is sort of like unassuming, 
mm-hmm. very small, right? Mm-hmm. But so integral to the creation of the universe. Ooh. Did right? you feel that way growing up? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was really, 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 really cool that a very tiny, that you the, you had to relate to a very small and silent main That's character. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's much more interesting. So you felt there was a kind of power in a video game having uh, a minuscule, not just like, not just in size, but it, somebody that you could underestimate very easily, exactly. I guess is what I'm getting at. Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I think, see, I think that's very normal. And I think that's a lot of games strive for that. And I think, like, you, you mentioned JRPGs. Like, the the true story of Final Fantasy VII is that you play as a very underwhelming character who rises to an occasion. Exactly. And so same with Final Fantasy XII. Most Final Fantasy games have that kind of thing. And that I can relate to. That The idea mm-hmm. that you as a person can like kind of view the world as chaos and overwhelming and so the game you'd want to play is one where it's like the world can be horrible and can be too much and I can be just one person but it is fun to make this enormous difference to all of the universe as this tiny being exactly and also the way that you think about it like when people think of Katamari Damacy, the main character of this game is the ball right <laughs> but no one ever thinks it is yeah that's, that's the name so of the game funny yeah. right but no one thinks of the person who is driving this ball, which is you. You're the prince, right? Um, and even in the in in like the I, the way that it's sold to people, and like even in the opening credits, the main character of the opening credits is the king of all cosmos. He's large. Yeah. He's in everything. There's like rainbows and pandas and whatever. The prince is so tiny. He's like not the main character of his own video game, I just, which is so cool to me. It just makes me think if like Zelda was titled Link's Sword. It's like the thing that's doing the damage and not the person doing like in control of the inanimate object. Yep, exactly. Or if, or if Super Mario Brothers was called Mushroom flower stone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is also, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Super Mario. I'll make fun of Katamari Damacy all day because it's insane to me and while there is logic, it's it's kind of like logic that was created by a toddler where it's just yes. like, whatever comes to mind, that's what I'm grabbing, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Yes. And Mario is the same thing. Yes. The most beloved game of all time is an Italian plumber who shoots fire mm-hmm. and stomps on turtles. Mm-hmm. It and, makes no sense. Yeah. And gets around by an through pipes. Yep. That, I mean, that's the one thing. I'm like, well, he's a plumber, so. <laughs> so yes, because plumbers go around town through the pipes. He's Is that not how they work? I mean, he's not fixing anything. If, like, I went to my plumber and he was just killing turtles, I'd be like, get out of my house. <laughs> I, also, would, I would first note, ask, how did you get all those turtles? <laughs> right. What are Goombas, exactly? I have no idea. Are they idea. mutated mushrooms? Are they mute? Wait. Oh, God. Because they're, the they're the same sprite. The mushroom and the Goombas are exactly the same sprite. I when you look at Super Mario. I mean, what the hell is Kirby? (laughs) 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 Like we could sit here all day and be like dissect every Nintendo character and just be like, what the fuck are all of you? That's that's funny to me because like I I don't have a problem with Kirby. I don't have a problem with Mario. But when the first time I played Katamari Damacy, I was just like, I don't get this. It's it's a lot, and the, the that's the other thing that I like. It's a bit alienating too, yeah. right? It's to like the our the west our western sort of way of thinking is so it, it doesn't it doesn't adhere to the western no, way of thinking it, at all. It's, definitely it's a, very a very Japanese, Japanese game. game. <laughs> and I I find myself really 
really, really obsessing over Japanese video games. Yeah. Like, um, I one of my other favorite games is the Yakuza series, yeah. which is sort of like the Grand Theft Auto, but the Japanese version yeah, yeah. of it. And it's wild, crazy, yeah. weird, right? American audiences don't really care for Yakuza. I love uh, WarioWare, Smooth Moves. It's all insane. <laughs> it's like too fast, too loud, too colorful. So what is it about those... That, that game, by the way, is... Bonkers! I love it. Uh, what oh, is it so about, fun. like this Japanese style? This, or just it's like the idea that that you would seek out something alienating mm-hmm. is so different than how most people seek out any kind of media. Yeah, it. I don't know. It speaks to me. I think it's like I guess my brain sort of is that way, where it is sort of random and like nonlinear <laughs> in the way that I process information. Um, do you that, see yourself like visiting Japan or somewhere you'd want to live? Oh, I would. That's my. That's been my dream. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's been my dream my entire life, and I've never. I mean, I could go. What would you do if I told you that we bought you two tickets? <laughs> nah. Well, I would say show me the tickets first. I wish we were that powerful that we could actually do that. You like, you... what if we told you that we moved all your stuff when you left your apartment, and now you have a I'd place? Like, wait, 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 two... no, what? This has gone too far. What are you <laughs> talking about? Very different things. I'm talking about surprising Oscar with the vacation. You're like, what if we told you we broke into your home, <laughs> stole your belongings, We've and somehow... mailed them yeah. to a place that you can't find? <laughs> You're. I'm talking about a gift. You're talking about the meanest prank I've ever heard. It's not a prank. We have that much money. We paid for a place. <laughs> if that's what we had, if we spent money on that, oh my god. Does it? Is it matter? Like, cause I, my sister's like that. My sister really wants to move to Japan. She's an animator. I think it's just like a specific. I don't like speed or essentially like it's like wanting to live in New York or going to New York and being like I need to be here I think so yeah I mean I I don't know if I would move to Tokyo Japan but I've always been obsessed with Japanese culture Mm -hmm. as a little kid Mm -hmm. I think like just watching anime like that was like the start of that okay and anime and and I I was just like I was raised on anime like I watched um fucking Voltron you know Voltron was like the big thing Gundam Wing and all that yeah Gundam Wing yeah Yeah, there's a so I was I'm from Colombia so like I watched more Japanese television than I did American television because somehow it was easier to get really Japanese programming in Colombia so like I'm there's this like uh soccer anime I mean, it translates to, like, super champions, they're called. Uh, And I was, like, obsessed with that. And so coming to America and watching cartoons, American cartoons, I thought the pace was so slow to me. Everything was like, why are they taking so – like, everything is slow. I'm starting to get this now. Do you know what Uh, I mean? I'm wondering, mm-hmm. and uh, this isn't to like go at your own opinion of why this is your favorite game. Get him, game. Jesse. Yeah. Get him, Jesse. Go ahead. Fucking get Come him. At him down Come at, at me, Jesse. He's on the ropes. Go. <laughs> it's not that um, it's an alienating game, but that the culture that's being forced down your throat as you live in this country is alienating based on what you grew up That's with. a good way of looking at it, yeah. And I've never saw it that way. Fucking take that, that's Oscar. That's great. Ouch. Deal with that. Ouch. Ouch. Boom. Ouch. Maybe. Ouch. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, you're 100% right. I mean, I guess I was raised with like Eastern media. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess in a way, yeah, it is. It does. I mean, like to me, cut, like games like Katamari Damacy mm-hmm. or WarioWare is like resting state. That's so interesting. Wow. Do you know that's what I mean? Great. And like, yeah, I, I I get also very impatient with games, too. Yeah. I don't like the sort of slow and atmospheric ones. Yeah. Like what? Uh, 
Yeah, give us some of your some of your least favorites. Well, okay. Oh, my least. Well, I mean, these games are not my least favorite games because I understand the importance mm-hmm. of like whatever. But like games, for example, like Limbo. Yeah. Which is heralded as you know. Yeah, you great, didn't like sort it. of. Um, I didn't. Too <laughs> no, slow. Too no, slow. No, because Jesse likes Limbo a lot. I like, love Limbo. He loves Why do you Limbo. love Limbo? Uh, I love it because I think the atmosphere is. Uh, is different from everything and I might be wrong now here's what I'm thinking I was about to answer the way you answered first for why you like Katamari Damacy mm-hmm. so much but now I'm wondering if what I grew up with was a little darker a little bit more like uh, a little bit more vague a little bit more you know you fill in the gaps yourself uh-huh. kind of stuff. Uh-huh. but let's step back for a second and remember that Jesse ridiculed Oscar so hard That's right. at the beginning <laughs> not, judged him so hard uh-huh. made so many jokes and is now back but in my defense I'm not a good person <laughs> correct okay, okay. so as, as long as you've got that covered I think we can move on but I let us also under- not forget that Keith is the only one here drinking alcohol <laughs> judge from away. a giant jug you don't know what's in this bottle baby it's almost gone I can Still form complete sentences. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Man, it's how he functions. It's how he functions. But I completely understand why you wouldn't like a game like Limbo. I like it because mm-hmm. it toys with. I like. I, I really like games that toy with me because. And I think now that I'm looking back on, it, like I grew up with uh, with brothers. I was uh, I was the youngest for 13 years, and then when all was said and done, there were four brothers in my household, and we were all just at each other, and it was kind of like a game of wits constantly of who could be on top. And there are moments in Limbo where it's just like, are you smarter than the game designer? And then there are mm. little moments where the game designer is like, I'm going to fuck with you. There's a moment early mm. in Limbo where it's like, if you jump on this on this uh, little platform, you will get crushed. So you die, and then you go back and you jump over it. And then the next al- obstacle, there's two of them. And you're like, okay, so uh, don't jump on it. And for this one, you have to jump on it or you'll get crushed. Mm-hmm. So they keep kind of fucking with you and keeping you on your toes. And I think that's an aspect of gaming that I like because that's an aspect of what my uh, childhood was like. Mm-hmm. A theory. I don't know if that's it. No, essentially every single that's every single person's favorite game is essentially when they were younger. It's never like <laughs> this year I played this that's game. That's true. It's always like I attached myself to this game. Like one of my my favorite Final Fantasy game is Final Fantasy VIII. Right. That is not. That's my favorite Final. Is Fantasy that really game. your favorite Final? Hundred percent. So universally, I think you agree. It's not everyone's favorite game. People, people have made fun of me. People judge you yes. for liking that game. Yes. I understand why, mm-hmm. but I still attached myself to that game way yeah. more than I did with seven or nine or mm-hmm. ten. I loved those games, mm-hmm. but it still wasn't the game for me. Essentially, what about eight? Uh, is your favorite? I, I attached to Squall. I attached to. What about Squall? Just kind of like you were put in this position even though you didn't want it. You right. didn't accept it. It's not who you are. It's like you're kind of lost in this world and people are like, no, you're the one that's going to lead us. Essentially, it's like the, it's not like I'm that person. I understand that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I understand that person at that time and I really attached to that person. I really attached to that story. Because it was kind of like this person is rejecting all of his friends constantly throughout the whole game, and he finally like accepts them, but it takes like a while. But most of the game is like him finding himself, mm-hmm. That's like who he is. He's quiet like most of the game, like you guys were saying. And when I was growing up, like I just attached to that, which was like I felt alone at the time, and mm-hmm. I couldn't attach to anybody, and I felt like this is a game that I really relate to. So we're all looking for things. To relate to and to escape into. Of course. And to project onto. Which I guess is, you know, that's a normal human thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a thing people don't admit to. Yeah. 
or they yeah. feel like it's a weak thing or whatever it is, um, people can look down on you in video games. My dad looked down on me for video games for the longest time. Right. Because he doesn't understand. He didn't understand. He right. didn't come up He's with it. He's not of that generation. No, yeah. not at all. And I'm like, it's just you're reading a book. Like you just read like it's the same thing. Not essentially like you're taking in all this knowledge, but like you're doing an escape, like from whatever it is. Right. Like different reasons. Like you want to read like a good book, you want to read into a good story, like Jesse wants to play a good game, that's a great story. It's the same sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like it's a movie. It's interesting to me that like the reason why so far the reasons why we said we've loved these games is because the way that we've attached to the protagonist. Right. And we haven't really talked about the mechanics of the gameplay really as much. I mean, yeah. you did, Jesse, with Limbo, but yeah. I don't. Limbo is not your favorite. But even, video game. no, it's not my favorite video game. Right. And, but even like that, that's not even so much the mechanics that I enjoyed. It's like the the whimsical nature of it, mm-hmm. which it's a very dark game, and you just die in horrific ways. Yes. But you still, it's still like you're being fucked with a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there is a part of me that's like, I like fucking with people, and I like people fucking with me. Like that's how. I've shown affection to people over my entire life mm-hmm. because of how I was raised growing up with, you know, me as one of four boys. Right. I also think that game is such an experience because when you look at it, essentially, you're just like, oh, what is this really about? Mm-hmm. What's really the story? I Nobody's like telling that. you what the story is. And you're like, oh, shit, it's like a dead kid and he's looking for his sister. And like, yeah. that's what the game yeah. is. And you're like, fuck. I like <laughs> when it's not spoon fed to you. I like when you have the realization part through the game and it changes everything. I mean, with Bioshock, that oh just makes God. me think of Bioshock. Yeah, and how yeah. Bioshock was amazing. You yeah, stepped perfect into it. that was. Yeah. That twist. I mean, like. It's amazing. Well, I, yeah, speechless. I mean, like, it's so. Brilliant and, and then, great. And then that's another silent protagonist, and they yeah. give you basically one choice throughout the game. Will you play morally or immorally? Yes. And they'll incentivize you to play immorally, but you know in the back of your head there's an incentive to play morally, mm-hmm. and that's how I played it uh, the first time I played Bioshock. And I was like, yeah, this ending was worth it because this is the life I wanted for my character who I'm projecting onto. Exactly. Cause there are ga- exactly. I mean, that's why we play video games, right? Right. We are the protagonists. <clears throat> now I'm trying to think of a game where the protagonist is sort of not a silent protagonist. Like I'm thinking of, honestly, the I'm thinking of like Sonic mm-hmm. and why we hate Sonic so much. <laughs> I mean, we all hate Sonic, right? I I the like character Sonic. Son- oh, I mean, yeah. There's no there's there's nothing about Sonic. I he's, haven't he's played cocky Sonic since Zega, uh, Sega, and Sega. Sega, which is a ripoff version of Sega. <laughs> the Russian terrible. The Russian surplus version of Sega. It just broke apart. Sega and Sega Zatter. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Street Feeder. <laughs> <laughs> Only kicks. <laughs> There are games that you're like, oh, I really like this game for the gameplay mm-hmm. or whatever it is. But yeah. You could even play a game and you're like, I really liked that game, but yeah. it still wasn't a game that you attached to. Those Exa- are certain games that you like, I am putting and myself that, on this think, game. Yeah, and that separates good games to from from the good games to the my favorite game. Right. right? Like you're like, I was emotionally invested. It's it's on I when people don't like video games or they look down on it. I try to ask them, like, what was the movie you saw that you were like, holy shit, this is changing my life as I watch mm-hmm. it? Well, I get to have that experience with mm-hmm. games. I yeah. have that. That's mm-hmm. a cool thing. 
you shouldn't look down on that. You shouldn't knock people that feel that way yeah. because that's a cool experience not a lot of people get to have all the time. Yeah. So when you put on something the first time, like The Last of Us for me, that was an experience. Oh, absolutely. Where I put myself into it and I was really like engulfed in it and I really took it in. And a lot of games can't do that. If anything can attach a person like that and make you emotionally change or feel for it, that's really cool. Yeah. See, The Last of Us... Uh, the ending of The Last of Us is a little open-ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. It's a, it's you know phenomenal, and and it gave me the same feeling that the movie Ex Machina did. Okay, I was like, I haven't it, seen that movie. Uh, I'll just I won't give away anything, but I'll I just, mean I don't care. It's a great movie. You should see it. Uh, it's like The Last of Us of movies. He was dude. like, I have feel attached to this movie. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> guys, I want to say something deeply personal. Is it go fuck yourself? Because go fuck yourself. Because real quick, can you take a second to stop you and go what, fuck Jesse, yourself? You came at me strong. Okay? Yeah, it's true. I'm just I bouncing it. back. I'm just bouncing back. And you know what? I like it because that's how I grew up. <laughs> but uh, Ex Machina ends in the same way, where I get the same feeling of just like I need a second to process this, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not sure how I feel. And yeah, like Shawshank Redemption is probably my favorite movie. And I know yeah. it's like a cliche thing, but like, no, no but, it's like a great movie. But the, the, the feel that you get at the end of it is the payoff. Like the movie is great the whole way through and then it ends and you just have this gut punch of emotion. And that's what I want to feel at the end of a game. Mm-hmm. I f- the first time I saw Shawshank, I was like, or oh, watching Shawshank, and I did that like jerk off whatever motion, mm-hmm. and at the end I was like crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this movie about a bunch of stupid people caught into prison because they're murderers? I don't care. Flash forward an hour and forty five minutes. He made it to San Juaninale. <laughs> oh, love us that. Okay, so I want to add something here. Yeah. And maybe this is too personal. Okay. Katamari Damacy ends how? Um, That's not the personal part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, God. This Uh, might be personal. Two plus two I wasn't expecting this question. Uh, No, he's able to... um, Earth has enough junk on it to make all the stars appear again and everyone is happy. Right. And it ends with a fun samba number. Uh, Yeah, because the music... Here's the... Yes, that's... I promise. Okay. I, I promise okay. you'll talk about that <laughs> right so, after. There's so much. Come on. But uh, what what is the relationship like at the end between the prince and the king of the cosmos? Okay, so because Katamari is like one of four Katamari games, right? Um, so in the it, it ends with with the prince, uh, the king of, of 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 all cosmos, sort of being like, okay, I'm proud of you, but in the way that's like not what you wanted fully, right? But to, that is such a huge gesture yeah. that that's enough. Do you know what I mean? Because the entire game, he's kind of sizing up your Katamari, and all, like even though you do meet the criteria, he's always kind of shitting on it yeah. too. Like, what an embarrassingly small Katamari. Oh, you only rolled this thing or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so it's they're barely compliments. Like you do not get compliments. Yeah, they're backhanded compliments. Exactly. And at the very end, you finally get a, a sort of like that'll do pig. Yeah. Moment. So, how old were you when you first played this game? Oh my gosh, I was 14, 15 years old. So, what did it do to you at the end to see your character that you've been projecting onto, and you have this relationship with your dad that's yeah. not that's not easy? Yeah. And then there's finally this moment of I'm proud of you. Oh yeah, no, I was like very much like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, I get that. Yeah. That, that to me was like. That does satisfy. That's I'm I'm very satisfied with that ending. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, it's you know, it's a, yeah, it's like a game that isn't well. Okay, so 
there's like two storylines that happened in that game. <laughs> so it's like you have the prince of the uh, the prince like mm-hmm. rolling up the katamari, and then you have and then it like the, there's cutscenes in between every levels where there's like a family. I'm trying to remember this correctly. Yeah, there's like a family that go to this place called oh what's the name? I thought it was so weird and funny, um, like Turtle Shell Island or something okay. like that, um, where they they're just gonna go see their father who's an astronaut like go into space, but. It's a it's a mom, a boy, and a girl, and the boy feels that there's something different in the universe. He's like, <laughs> oh, and he sees the king of the cosmos, and mm-hmm. he like knows that the stars are disappearing, and the parents are always like, okay, you're making this up, blah, blah, blah. So just another kid that gets shit on. Exactly, <laughs> yes. And then the girl sort of, so there's like these um, bonus levels in the game where you roll constellations, like they ask oh. you to like make cancer, and then yeah, you yeah. have to roll specifically only crabs <laughs> not make, yeah like the they constellation like, cancer make cancer and then roll up a bunch of syphilis and then create <laughs> ebola and unleash it on the world and that's how the virus from parasite eve comes in exactly play. another great game um but uh yeah so like you know you roll crabs and then whatever mm-hmm. so after that's done the girl there's she's like a little bit of a psychic and she's like oh i feel it i feel it in the cosmos like you, we made like it. It's brought back. You know I, what I mean? love this that video games make people do this, where they make you offhandedly say something like, "And this little girl's a little bit psychic." <laughs> like you just try to sneak that one in as though that's not an incredibly bizarre, <laughs> weird thing to say. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so then in, at the end of that, um, the family who was a fractured family because the dad had to go to space. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> two for two, Oscar. Because you know the dad's gotta go to space for <laughs> well, the dad's an astronaut because his psychic daughter freaks him out. <laughs> he was supposed to go to the moon, but because the king oh. of all cosmos destroyed the moon, there was no moon to go to, and then the father couldn't go and stayed on Earth, and then the family got to stay together, and consider, that was perfect. Consider the fact that you're like the king of the cosmos destroyed the moon because he was drunk, and that's like the eighth weirdest thing that you <laughs> yes, said in that description. Definitely not the weirdest thing. Yeah, oh my for god, sure. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it is about. Fa- I mean, like ultimately, kind of. Mario Damasi tells the story of a family, a family, yeah, a family. Get- and, and I know, I know, there's a queen of the universe, um, but she's barely in the first game. Um, <laughs> oh, man, she's mentioned in the game, and she's in the opening sequence, I think. But she's not in the game at no, all. She's somewhere finding a cosmic lawyer because she's like, my husband is an alcoholic. Right, right. She's like, we need change. to end this relationship. Yeah, yeah he's, exactly. she's like, this is unhealthy. I really like that we can bring people on and they can talk about their favorite game because they're able to put in perspective that make that game seem even that much better than whatever you think it is. Yeah. Essentially, right. so if you're like, I just see it as this game where it's Japanese and you roll the ball and people go crazy and it's no, like, no. makes no crazy sense. And somebody's like, no, if you look at it from this way, it's like, oh shit, like that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's also, uh, if if I can expound on the f- yeah. family theme further, absolutely. Like, yeah. absolutely. So in, in there's like hidden things in the game too. Like you can roll up presents for yourself, <laughs> like a scarf or a yeah. hat, and it's purely cosmetic. But also in the game, you, there's cousins yes. that are lost throughout, and you can find them and, and roll them up. You can find them and roll them up, and then you can play Plays as them. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And they all have weird shapes, and they're so odd-looking and really adorable and cute. But it is literally you are going to Earth and rolling things up and ho- in hopes of finding Man. your lost relatives. Yeah, you're Fuck, saving you know your family. I mean? Yeah. 
This exactly. is, oh man, well, okay. Well, now I don't hate Katamari Damacy. <laughs> I don't, because now I think it has a great story. I mean, you can still hate the gameplay. You know? I mean, I hate the gameplay for games that I love sometimes. <laughs> oh, for example? Uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, the, God. The gameplay of Toe Jam and Earl is so stupid. But there I love is it. no gameplay. Right, but I love it because it's funny, it's silly, yes. and because I played it with my brothers growing up, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. uh, like, like I could talk about that shit forever. Mm-hmm. Toe Jam and Earl, General Chaos, Mario games, like the mm-hmm. reason that we had functioning relationships. But you wanted to talk about the music, which is award-winning oh my music. Oh, gosh. It's the Best. I dare, and I dare anybody to find a better uh, video game soundtrack. Really? Oh, really? I dare any, anybody. Really? Step, step to me. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm going. I'll to... tell you. I'll tell you. The only one that comes close. Okay. Is Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, you know what? There is the the main theme for Donkey Kong Country is a legitimate uh, big band swing song that actually kicks a lot of ass. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The soundtrack for Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy Kong's Quest is perfect. Almost perfection. So and then if, Katamari Damacy rolls around. If we say that Katamari Damacy's soundtrack is a 10. Yes. And let's say that uh, that Donkey Kong Country is a 9. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the worst ones, some of the ones that are... Where would you place... Are you a Mega Man fan? I am. Where would you place Mega Man 3? That's pretty good. <laughs> Not not nearly as good. I would say six, really. Six really? or seven. Like, it's fine. What's like a two to you? Um. Uh, What's an unexpected two to you? What do you think once we'd be like, you guys aren't going to see this one coming? Oh, that, that you guys like, and I'm like, good. <laughs> like, the music sucks from it? Um, Devil May Cry. Do you know the music to that? I don't. It's fucking awful. <laughs> That gets a one. That gets a negative fifty. That shit is the worst. And I tell you that last night Keith and I were playing a game that had uh, a theme song that was not only bad, but then it was constantly misused, and it was so on the nose. What is it? Until dawn has a theme song called "Oh Death." You can get it on PlayStation Store for free right oh, now. Oh, that's true. If you're, yeah, if you're ple- uh, PS, PS Plus, Plus, you can PS get it for Plus. free. Yeah, but it is uh, like it, it. It seems like a joke. It felt like somebody. It felt like for, somebody went in and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna pay you all this money to write a game, to write a song for our game." But then that person was a dick to the artist, and then they <laughs> left the studio. And the artist was like, "I'm gonna fuck, fuck that dude out. over so hard. <laughs> I'm gonna make the dumbest song. It's gonna be so on the nose. Yeah. It's gonna be so repetitive. It's gonna sound like somebody went to James Bond and was like, "What if your theme song was boring and longer?" <laughs> like, it's called O oh, Death in a horror game. Oh yeah. my god, I oh, fucking hate it. Uh, so yeah, so the opening song for the game, it's basically a movie. They make you watch a movie. That's right. what the game is. Yeah. Well, let's be fair. They make you watch a really bad movie. It's, re- <laughs> it's, it's really, bad. It's, it's really yeah. bad. I stopped playing at the moment Jesse left. I, it's a game you need to play with people. You to have be like, to. Yeah, that's to be the like, only look way. Look how dumb it. this yeah. choice is. Keith let's all like, watch it. What should I choose? And I kept saying, I don't fucking care. Right. And I kept asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a song that is literally they just say the word death. Over and over and over and times. like, which is kind of on the nose for a game where you just die a bunch, right? And it's like a screen, but it's play. still not good. You it's can make not. a fun, nice version. Hayden Pantieri's in it, and Hayden Rami Malik. That's Malik? right from Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot yeah. is in it, and yeah. it's like it doesn't make any sense. It just the sofa. I don't. I'll go back and play with more we'll people. Just, I mean, I do. I mean, I do like the sort of choose your own adventure sort right. of games. 
It's fun. It's yeah. like it's a fun little well, what's, romp. What's interesting that right you play now, once and never play again. Exactly. The other free game this month is uh, is um, Game of Thrones Telltale. Yeah, uh, that one's good. Has a terrible result. Does it really? Re- meaning like. You'll like playing it, you like doing it, but then by the end of the game, there's like no resolve, there's no real point. Mm, Don't so. worry about that later. All right, but cool. Katamari Damacy's music, awesome. It's a solid 10. God, it's perfect. It's a great game. Go get Katamari. Go get go, Katamari. Go play it from this perspective. You'll fall in love with it. But it's time for a segment. Oh. It's time for a segment, Oscar, that- You guys have very, segments? Oh, we have we, segments. We have tons of segments. Oh what gosh. we like to call- how well do you know your favorite game? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Very yeah. simple. This is just a very simple trivial one. Listen, we already got one of these out of the way, so let's just ask, when did Katamari Damacy release? September 2004. There you go, September Did you look that up, or did you know that? No, I, I remember because Jesse said No, I mean, but did you know 2004? No, I thought it was 2003 or oh, something. Oh, right, he was off by one year. Yeah, he was, he was really closer, he was really he, close. um, but it was in that 9-11 range that we all yeah, the post-9/11 are traumatized by. <laughs> okay. That's really weird to just say that offhandedly. <laughs> All right. Now, you touched on this, but I'm going to tell you something. You didn't quite get it right earlier when you mentioned it offhand. Is what it the does, What does Katamari mean in English? Direct oh. translation. Oh, the direct translation. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Take a guess, man. It's, I thought it was sticky ball. You're close. Well, uh, Katamari means clump or clawed. Clawed? Clawed. Like, a... like I'm scratching... A wall, so it's a clawed wall. No, no, C L O D. Oh, clawed. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> Not C A L W E D. That's the weirdest translation. It means clump or shellfish. <laughs> uh, Katamari means clump or clawed. And what does Damasi mean in English? Ball? Thing. Roll. <laughs> Roll clawed. Soul or spirit. Oh, what? Katamari Damasi directly translates from Japanese to English as clump soul. Isn't that weird? Still want to move to Japan? Mean? No, you yeah, don't. Man. Did we ruin I mean, it? No, no, no. But that, that's that's <laughs> an interesting. Bad. That is an interesting idea, then, because you're you are rolling cats and humans. What happens to those things in the ball? Do they die? They're, Do I they mean, become part of the new planet or star? That's the thing we should talk about. You roll up a bunch of humans and you shoot them into space, and they're dead. And their families are just like, "What happened to Dad?" You don't know if they're dead <laughs> or not. Here's the thing: Katamari Damacy on its now on its like on its lower level is about families, but then on an even lower level is about Leaving. tearing families apart because you murder members, and then there's no resolve to the mystery of it. What if somebody in your family went missing and they were shot into fucking space and nobody knew? Oh, the only things that get rolled up in a Katamari are weird clowns and sumo wrestlers. Oh, so they're, they're not people, says Oscar. <laughs> they're all bachelors. Weird clowns. <laughs> He basically just said juggalos. <laughs> Clowns and sumo wrestlers to- together make juggalos. That's yes, so that's 100% funny. true. Uh, that never, is true. I'm, I've never heard juggalos described so accurately in my life. All right. Just so offhandedly on accident. I know. All right, we're moving on. Oscar is one for three right now. Woo! Which famous museum displayed the uh, the game Katamari Damacy in an exhibit titled Century of the Child Growing by Design? Oh, I have no idea. Take a guess. What kind of museum what what famous museum would put a video game in there as art? Is and it's not a Japanese museum that I probably not, I'll never tell you heard it's of an before. American museum. Oh, okay. 
I don't know this. Is this in New York? I'm not going to answer that okay, question. Okay, cool. It's in New You're York. You're not going to give us a hint or anything? I just gave you a hint. It's in America. <laughs> I'm, a real, piece of sh- I'm a real piece Gu- of shit No, about it's not this. the Guggenheim. It's not the Guggenheim. Um, I'll, I'll give you three guesses. How's that? Okay, great. It's not the Guggenheim. No. It's not the Smithsonian? It's not. It's a good it... guess, though. It cannot be the Museum of Natural History. That'd be too crazy. Is it the Museum of the Moving Image? It's the MoMA Museum of really? Modern Art. Really? Oh. Yeah, that is. I mean, he got close with the Guggenheim. Like he yeah. was just picking New York. Yeah, one. yeah. Whoa! It's, those are all good guesses, but it was uh, yeah, Century of the Child, Growing by Design, and it was in the MoMA. Is it the Guggenheim or the MoMA, where it's basically like actresses are like they're gonna sleep or they're gonna stare at you? Which one's always like the weird one? <laughs> I think the Guggenheim. I think, I think is the you're thinking one. about Starbucks. Got it, Starbucks. <laughs> That's I, yeah, where celebrities go to sleep. Oh, not celebrities, actors and actresses <laughs> go to sleep and stare at you and just be like, this screenplay is. Is not coming along. I used to work at Starbucks. I had to get John Hamm out of there all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, get him out of there. Leave us alone, John Hamm. It's a poking stick. All right. One so that's four. interesting, right? This game is um, art. Yeah. 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 And I think, it's a, I think it's actually a feature in a more permanent um, uh, display there now. So, yeah, it's art. You got see, great taste. See, Question see. number five. What's the name of the first Katamari Damacy sequel? The first sequel. Is it We We Love Katamari? There you go. There he, you said it's like, it. he said it was like the first one out of four? Was yeah. Four mm-hmm. games? Wow. And it was a meta one. Uh, they made it kind of as like a screw you fanboys. Here's everything you want. So it was a very meta game. The plot of that one is um, we live in a world where ca- the prince is a celebrity mm-hmm. and people are clamoring for more Katamaris. So yeah. they're, they're saying like, please roll this. Please roll this. And so he has to appease the people. Ah. Uh. All right, next question. How tall is the prince at the beginning of the game? Oh, whoa. They tell you how tall he is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> centimeters. I want to say like six centimeters. I mean, Jesus, for a guess, it's five centimeters. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. I'm just going to give you that. Yeah. That's insanity that to me that you got that. That was a good one. All right, last question. How does the king transport you back to the cosmos at the end of a level? Uh, through his mouth. Rainbow shoots out of his mouth. Oh, there's a name for it. Rainbow warp. Close. Lo- something warp. Warp is in it. The Royal Rainbow. Ah, oh, Royal Rainbow. Oh, that's right. Yes. And then in the loading screen, his his head floats around, and then the O and the rainbow is. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, man, you got it. Yeah. Great job. That man. was great. That was, that was really good. Was yeah. A- wow. I don't remember the last time I played. I the last time I played that game was when I had my PS2. Jeez. Yeah, a long time ago. That was Man. like the least personal five questions of a game made. Usually it's like we ask about the developer or the creator. Yeah, usually like you get really esoteric, but this game was so strange on its own that I felt that I could just yeah. ask questions <laughs> about the game. Well, there's a lot of cool... I mean, I did not know about the, the MoMA thing. Yeah, the all. MoMA that, thing was is great, right? Really, really awesome. It's cool. And I do know that like the guy who made it worked on the first, directed the first and second one and then didn't work on the other yeah. ones and i know that he pitched it to namco because all the game all like the hottest games at the time were like tekken mm-hmm. and he specifically made a game that wasn't super violent and yeah. namco was very hesitant right about it because they were like what is this this game is too weird even for Japanese people <laughs> it's the most racist <laughs> he can dig at Japan he can say it. he can say it. he can say it. it's fine <laughs> yeah he can say I'm it. a Japanophile I can say <laughs> uh, no 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 but you know Japanese people I, it's 
people they think they okay, love. Okay, Oscar's Colombian. He's, Don't get mad at us. He is it's fine. Deep. He he's Colombian. He's not a white deep. guy. He's Colombian. <laughs> like, don't get mad. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> assume anyway. they, just, they assume just picture three white guys being like, you know what I think about this race? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the whitest of them all, Oscar Montoya. I, I, I will say there is nothing more on game than a video game podcast where three white dudes just talk about racial stuff <laughs> and don't even touch on the game. What did you like about Limbo? The white parts. <laughs> How they were clearly white children. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get away from this uh, as fast as we can. <laughs> let's move on to a new segment. It's not a new segment. Let's move on to a segment new to you, Oscar, that we like to call Indie Corner. Uh, it's our weekly discussion about an indie game that we love and that we think people should check out. And here's what we normally do, Oscar. We normally try to take an indie game that relates in some way, shape, or form to the main game that we're talking about for the episode. Do you know how hard it is to find an indie game that's relatable to Katamari Damacy? I'm sure there's a lot of weird games Here's a, Before we continue, um, so a lot of indie games probably don't come out on consoles. Are you a PC gamer? I'm not. Okay. So there are, like, what I'm noticing now, it's just mostly what, like, the gaming world is right now. It's exactly. essentially major titles, release major titles, essentially. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you do find indie games, they're going to be on Steam or maybe right. they're on... PlayStation Store yeah. for five dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're smaller things. They're a little harder to find. They're they're not as well advertised, obviously. And Katamari is such a specific game that it's like, right. how do we attach this to any other specific indie title? Right. Which is what we started asking is just instead of picking a game like Katamari Damacy, let's just pick an indie game that we're like, what the hell is this game like? Which is great. Which I'm, is I would be very curious to find what find out what you yeah. guys found. Well, then you should check out the Stanley Parable. Are you oh, familiar? Have yes. you ever heard of Stanley yes, Parable? Yes, of course I have. All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Just a quick synopsis here. The Stanley Parable, which was written by Davey Redden and William Pugh and released by Galactic Cafe in 2011, uh, it's labeled as an interaction fiction game. And it's basically a game that is about uh, free will and dealing with a passive-aggressive narrator. Mm-hmm. So uh, the game starts out. You're in an office. And uh, if anybody's ever seen Stranger Than Fiction... Is, this game reminds me of, like, the trailer for Stranger of Fiction, but you're in control. There's this, like, British narrator saying, you know, like, he went through this door, and you can choose to ignore it, or you can choose to go with the story. Multiple endings, a lot about uh, determination. Philosophy. Yeah, philosophy, self-determination, I free think will. it's really great because it does attach to the perspective of what this game is, essentially, because that's the whole game, is mm-hmm. your perspective. And, right. like, what is reality and what's philosophy and, right. like, who are you in the world, Have you guys played it? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Keith showed me this game maybe three or four years ago, and he was like, I just want to watch you play it. And I remember the look on your face because you were like, I think you broke the game. I did. <laughs> so my thing, I have a problem with authority. So my thing was that whatever the voice did, I would try not only to do the opposite, mm-hmm. but also not do the obvious opposite. So if it was like, he went okay. through this door, I would turn around and I would go find some closet to hide in. Like I would, And you can do that in the game. Yeah, you can do anything. And it got to the point where... I made about four or five choices in, in a row where the narrator was kind of like, okay, fine then. And then I ended up in this random room in a warehouse and the door shut behind me and the phone was ringing and they were like, he answered the phone. And I went over to the wall and I unplugged the phone. This is where it got me because usually when you're playing a PC game, the cursor changes what it looks like. So, you know, there's going to be an action involved gotcha. with this certain object. It didn't change. And Jesse just clicked it and it unplugged the phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like... I've never seen this. Whoa. Yeah. Like, 
every single choice, every single decision in this game drastically changes the game, what right. the game is, what the point of it is. Huh. So essentially you're just this normal whatever person, and the point of the game is to keep replaying the game over and over and okay. over again. Is it a long game? No. No. You can oh. you could probably play it for an hour and get like four different endings. Oh. It's it's very it's meant to just be like look at your choices. The choices that I made, literally when I unplugged the the phone, the screen cut to like a 1950s workplace video on how to follow directions like an adult. No it's, way. And it's talking to you. Yeah. It's not yeah. talking to you as a character. It's t- like there yeah. are a lot of times it's like you're this character or whatever, and then they stop that and they're talking directly to you, the okay. gamer, yeah. essentially. So then like after we got out of that cutscene, everything was literally blocked off by like guardrails all of a sudden so that I could only do exactly what the narrator was saying, and the narrator was kind of being like, yeah, this is what you get now, bumpers. So, like, the game fucks with you, and the game wants you to fuck with it. Interesting. Yeah. Stanley Parable. Great game. Check it out. Check I it think out. it's a game just like Katamara. If you sat down, you're like, what is this? Yep. It's almost like, just play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just mm-hmm. play it. Like, you'll just get do it. What just you just want. play it. Mm-hmm. Like, just watch, and what will happen, and your perspective will change drastically as you play it. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, man. Okay. Stanley Parables won tons of awards. It's <laughs> like so if, fucking good. If you're a gamer and you've heard about it and you have a PC, um, pick it up. It doesn't use a I'm lot. I'm sure of, if you have a Mac at this point, too. Yeah, wow. you don't even have to have that new of a computer since just if you just Steam. want to try it out. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Very That's cool. Program. It's on Steam? Yeah. I mm-hmm. literally got Steam only. I only have one game on Steam, and it's Papers, Please. Yeah. Do you know that game? Yeah, yes. that game is that game awesome. Is Great. Incredible. That game is awesome. PC... PC, uh, essentially PC games in general, Jesse doesn't play, and the first game I got him to play was Civilization, and he was oh, stuck five. on that yeah. game. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah. I uh, Wow. Yeah. I He's hate games like that. Really? I, I don't he even was... I don't even need you to say why. Mm-hmm. I know why. He knows why. He was <laughs> the same exact reason. He's like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, just install it. He's like, I've been playing Civ for eight hours. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, oh. that's that game. Ew. Ew. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I loved it, but I agree. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, if, if you love Civ, then you're absolutely correct. I, if you hate Civ, you're completely correct. I think yeah. it's like if you ever wanted to play a board game, but nobody else is around, and you really <laughs> want to play a board game, <laughs> Civ is the most perfect game game for you. What, should we make a game for, for kids that are so unliked and so nerdy <laughs> that like this is just their life raft? Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. sorry. I love Civ. I never will dislike it. It's great. That's fine. Do you want to move on? Let's do move want, on. Do you want to do my favorite segment this of all time? favorite segment that we like to call Can, Can You Guess the, the Name of the Video Game Based on How Somebody Who Doesn't Play Video Games Describes the Video Game to Us. That was pretty good for somebody who's not reading it and just looking at you and trying to go off of that. My Listen. head imploded, then exploded. So and this, back this is a video game essentially that uh, Jesse's girlfriend Kristen, who's our wonderful, amazing, intelligent producer, who's come up with games. Who she's not a video gamer, okay. So she watches the video game, and this is her describing to you what oh, the game this is. is. Yeah, fun. So, so it's almost like so it's almost like can you guess what the song is just by this note? So oh we keep giving you God. hints until you this figure it out. Brilliant. We'll by give the way. you. Three guesses or okay. three hints, and you can okay. guess after each time, no penalty. Okay, if you great. guess at any point, we, you're right. What if, if, this if, is Chris, hard. if Kristen becomes too self aware, we just move on to old people. Mm-hmm. Just old people describe <laughs> what this video game is, That's and then we awesome. will get it. Okay, cool. It's, it's going to be harder than you think. Okay. Okay, first game. There was some Jackie Chan stuff, and then there was some Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. There was such. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Here's the thing. Are these okay? Oh, and Oscar's no. played so many games. Has so many games. I've seen his library. Like he plays so many games. I do. This is why it's so funny when this is the first hint, and he's yeah. like, "I have no idea." Yeah. Not even a like. Basically being like, hey, I'm going to give you a hint on these directions. Okay, what's the first step? Down. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> um, is it... Uh, it's not sleeping dogs, is it? No, no, okay. but Ooh. I applaud that guess. It's uh, a good guess. Okay. You ready for number two? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get closer and closer to helpful. This, oh this, God, this is the go. same game. Same it's game. the same. Uh, okay. She says nothing drippy, just blood dust clouds all over. <laughs> Nothing drippy. <laughs> like that's supposed to help you. <laughs> Nothing drippy. Just, just blood dust clouds all over. Uh, it's not Bioshock, is it? Nope. Nope. Damn it. Decent guess. Decent guess. Okay. This is a lot. <laughs> this this one might give it away. I guess it's sort of feminist. Some blonde lady in AC Slater with a cat head fought, and that was a normal thing. <laughs> Wait, say that again? I guess it's sort of feminist. Some blonde lady and an A.C. Slater with a cat head fought, and that was a normal thing. A.C. Slater with a cat head. Some blonde... Say that line one more time. <laughs> There's so much information there. Some blonde lady and A.C. Slater with a oh, cat head. Oh, it's Mortal Kombat. You're so close. No, uh, okay, is it... Take one with more. A ca- with a cat head? Take Is there one, one more, more question or no? I, you, I'll give, give you him the more. last one so we at least have all of them. Um, oh, God. I mean, which one of these? She gave me a bunch. Because if he's in a guest game, might as well just do all of them. Yeah. Hands. Uh, <laughs> none of these are more helpful than that. <laughs> Still worth it. I don't oh, um, dot, dot, dot. Okay, so there was a wooden tin man fighting Jackie Chan, but actually I think it was a lady wooden tin man, like Groot's mom. Oh, do you know what it is? This, Groot's mom? Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Is it Killer Instinct? It's Tekken 3. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> is that not the best? <laughs> you oh said Bioshock. God. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of feminist. <laughs> it's kind of feminist. Tekken 3. But AC Slater with a cat. Yeah. Yes, no, definitely. Yes, correct. Definitely. And Groot's mom is the, uh, I Groot's forget. Groot's mom. Yeah, it's, it's, the wooden... <laughs> it's, 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 it looks, me, I don't understand exactly because it's got the female torso, so like is, the weird, like, yeah. skirt look. We talk about this all the time, why this is the best game. Because oh my God. When they tell you what the game is, you're like, oh, all those totally made sense. Yes, but when you hear yes. them the first time, you're like, none of this makes sense. So is, are you showing Kristen footage of this game mm-hmm. or is she playing it? She's watching me play or I'm showing her footage of it. Got you. Okay. Uh, oh my God. All right. You're 0 for 1. Oscar. That's, I mean,. It feels great to lose. I know. Are you ready for round two? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's so many of these that I I almost don't know. Okay, first clue. There were those neon blue meniscus doors. (laughs) Your look is great. (laughs) What's meniscus? (laughs) 
Thank you for asking. So what is that? A meniscus is if you're filling up like um, uh, like a, a beaker or something, that little dip at the top of the water, that's called the meniscus. It's just that, that meniscus shape. Okay, okay. That concave. It's a first-person shooter, isn't it? It's not. Damn it. You want me to move on? Is it another? Zelda? Is it Metroid? <laughs> Holy oh! shit! We don't have to continue! <laughs> <laughs> <Metroid>! <laughs> Can I tell you what her other hints yeah. were? There was that weird thinking man statue, except it was a bird <laughs> with a chair. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. bird statue. Yeah. Lots of hardcore parkour, so much jumping on things and rolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta watch out for those leaf daggers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sucks. Uh, and my favorite, I want to say hemorrhoid. That's probably not it. <laughs> Kristen! <laughs> Kristen Myers. Yes. Thank you very much. Oh, so good. So good. You you guessed on the... Fr- no one's yeah. ever done that it. That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's that ever done one. it. Well, I'm very impressed. Uh, we're just wrapping up here, and what we like to do is we typically like to ask uh, a final five questions of our guests. This is the same five okay. questions we ask everybody that comes in. Oh, okay, great. Oh, I guess I get to do it. Jesse's phone. Okay. Uh, first question. Mm-hmm. Um... This is very important. <laughs> if you could be any video game character in history, who would it be and why? If I could be any video game character in history. That is correct. That is the question. Who would I be and why? <laughs> well. Hmm. Here. Okay. Oh, okay. This is actually so the first video game I have I ever played was a Nintendo game called Monster Party. Okay? Interesting. Okay. And the main character of the game, I want to say his name was Red or something like that. And it was a so the story. <laughs> so the um, premise of Monster Party is that there's a, a kid who plays minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. He just lost his game, and this goblin from outer space shows up and was like, "We need your help." Uh, there's monsters taking over my planet, like mm-hmm. like classic Hollywood monsters, like Dracula, and werewolf, naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Makes and sense. I need we we need your help. So they fuse together to become one being. But the at the beginning, uh, during the daytime, it's just you hitting um, projectiles with your bat. Ooh. Uh, and then when it turns night, you turn into this goblin and you just shoot people. I, so I would say Red from Monster Party. Oscar wants to be Barry Bonds. Yes, basically. <laughs> but minor league, like, if you're an alien, you're like, we need somebody who can hit stuff with a baseball bat well. Let's get this minor leaguer who lost. <laughs> who just lost the game. Exactly, yeah. That's so funny. Second question. If you could get rid of one existing game in history, in history, which one would it be? <laughs> Battletoads. Real, oh, that was quick. That was, yeah. Even all the games out now, all the shit you've seen, Battletoads. Battletoads caused me so much grief growing yeah. up. Ah, okay. It's the, that fucking level where you're on like the jet ski and the pink shit. Ugh. Not even that. It's like that. Well, that, the fuck, the impossible level yeah. with the fucking skis, but also playing the game with another player. Oh. And there's a part where you, you go down a tower yep. and you can hit each other. Yeah. Like, Games should that should not be a thing not, in video games. Not just games. hit each other, but knock each other down off their ropes so if they just fall to their yep. death. It's the worst. Also, if you if your if your friend loses, dies, you lose. You lose. Yep. And you have to start all over again. My That's... brother Chris and I would play that, and one of us would hang at the very top of the screen, and just be like, "You just have to do this level yep. by yourself." Mm-hmm. And then, what's the point of playing two player? Exactly. 
And, exactly. it, and so and two player wasn't an option. You had to like hold something to get it. That's secret. right. What a dumb fuck. Good answer, Oscar. Yeah. Battletoads by far. Fucking take that, Battletoads. Um, <laughs> if you could give your life a video game title, oh my god, what would it be? Uh, made up one. One that doesn't up. exist yet. Because it doesn't exist yet. Right. I don't know. Still trying is like the first thing that comes to my head. <laughs> I don't think I'd pick up a copy of Still Trying. <laughs> if I'm what being honest. What Holding it together. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. <laughs> Barely. The I middle... need your help, player. I need your help. Oh, have you guys checked out nine to five? You look, you look on the back, it says one player only. only. Yeah. Exclusive. No matter what. <laughs> hey, check this out. I got a copy of Trying His Best. Yeah. <laughs> I got a copy of Should Have Had a Backup Plan. Fourth question. Which one aspect of video game life do you wish was true in normal life? Mm. Well, I mean, honestly, it's the lives aspect. New lives. Of like obtaining an extra life. Yeah. And then... Being okay with losing one. Because then you're just free. You're free. You're officially free to do whatever. And then it forces you, honestly, to take risks. Yeah. Like you do in video games, you know? So your superpower would be that you are a cat. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a fake thing. (laughs) It's a fake. I just wanted to make a stupid joke. Jesse, you know that's not real, right? I've been killing lots of cats (laughs) to, to, to teach them to appreciate their next life more. I wish there was, like, customization abilities in real life. Like, I just come in looking drastically different oh. every single day. A different face tattoo just, every day. I'm seven feet tall for some reason now. Like, but I have blue hair. But if that's true to everyone, how do you? How would you recognize you wouldn't. anybody? It's just beans at that point. You're just fucking souls. <laughs> Which is truly beautiful. My wife's a dog at this point. Yeah. We love each other. Last and final question. This is a question that um, we didn't steal from anyone. Yeah, this is a completely original question. <laughs> completely original. Like, we no, did not... No, in, in no way is it stolen from anything. Uh, not a thing. Um, if you could say one thing... Well, no, no, sorry. All right. If heaven exists and there is a God, okay. what would you like him to say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Or her, we don't know. We what don't does know. this have to do with video games? Or, no, sh- shut, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. If you died and you went to heaven and you see God, what would you like God to say to you? To me? Yes. To you. Answer our original question. If I died and went up to heaven and God, there was a being that is God and it said something to me, I would, uh, uh, that person would be like, uh, hey, you made it. <laughs> Like you're shot. Like he's like. That's the one thing you'd want you'd him want to say. Like what you... I want, I don't know. I want, I want God to say. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't believe in God. So this is this is a stretch. Um, hey, y- you did. Uh, that'll do. So you if did you didn't go, believe in wait, him, he'd wait. be like, looks like one of us was right. <laughs> yeah, wait, this is See, crazy. told you so. This is crazy, and I want to go back to it. Uh-huh. Your answer was that he would give you the same answer that Katamari's dad gives him. <gasps> oh, we oh, have to end the show god. right there. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, Oscar Montoya, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, I also have a podcast. Yeah. It's called Inside the Disney Vault, and it's through the uh, What's a Creative Network and it's uh, 
me and two other people um, watching every single Disney animated film in chronological order, and we talk about it. There's some weird ones in there, too. Oh, we're doing Song of the South next, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful Oscar Montoya. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Thanks so much for being here, man. man. I'm glad you had fun. It's really fun. This has been New Player Has Joined. Goodbye. Bye. Tekken 3. Welcome to Street Feeder. (laughs) (laughs) Only kicks.